Hey friends, welcome back to the journal feed. My name is Nick Zelt, and this is the only place to get spoon-fed the latest and greatest of emergency medicine. We want to keep you guys up on the literature, and to do that, we spoon-feed you. All right, what we cover from this week. First off, Ketorolac does pretty well for migraines, but there's not enough evidence to say that it's really saving the day. Second, even more evidence that ER paralysis awareness is a big problem. Third, pitting ketamine head-to-head against Atomidate. Again. And, well, again, they're equivalent. Fourth, steroids and community-acquired pneumonia. Well, it might not save your life, but it could keep you off the vent. And then from the last article, burnout isn't just bad for you. It's bad for the system, and it's also bad for your patient's safety. Now, if you're hearing this right now, then you are not currently a Journal Feed subscriber, and so you're just not receiving the entire Journal Feed podcast. You're only receiving a portion of the past week's articles. Don't worry, I pick good ones for you. But if you would like to get full access to both the podcast and the blog, then you'll have to become a member. All the details for that are at journalfeed.org. And remember, we don't ever want money to be a barrier to patient care. So if you're having any trouble affording a subscription, just get in touch. Now, this is the audio version of the past week's articles, which this week were brought to you by Amanda Matthews, Aaron Lacey, Joshua Campbell, and Clay Smith. Okay, let's jump over to the second article, titled Recall of Awareness During Paralysis Among Emergency Department Patients Undergoing Tracheal Intubation out of the journal Chest. Imagine for me being in the emergency department with a tube in your trachea that you can very much feel while people around you talk move you, poke you with needles, stick orogastric tubes down your throat, you're aware of all of it, but you can't move a muscle because you're paralyzed. That is the stuff of nightmares. The first study to look at the prevalence of awareness during paralysis found an incidence of 2.6%. Scary. A multi-center study later found a prevalence of 3.4%. Scarier still. This has kicked off what I expect to be a wave of papers on this topic until we've really solved the problem. This was a study of 886 patients who were intubated in a U.S. urban tertiary care emergency department and screened for possible paralysis awareness using a Bryce questionnaire, which is really just a few questions to probe about what you remember about the time that you were unconscious and if you dreamt. 61 patients had possible awareness and five patients were found to have definite awareness. So if all those patients were aware, that would be 7.4%. If you had a decreased level of consciousness prior to intubation, you were less likely to have awareness. That makes sense. Now, differing from the ED awareness and secondary analysis of the EDSED pilot trial was that here there was no association between paralytic choice and awareness. So that's a plus for all you rockeronium lovers out there. Also, there was no association between sedative use, pre-intubation shock index, and post-intubation sedative choice. The hope from here forward is that paralysis awareness becomes a never event, instead of what we see here, which is possibly a threefold higher occurrence rate than what we've seen in the past. We don't yet have clear evidence about how to prevent this specifically, but I think that focusing on prompt and appropriate sedative use after an intubation is something that we should all be taking very seriously. In a spoonful, the evidence continues to accrue. Paralysis awareness is a problem and potentially a very common one. Okay, then we jump over to the fifth article. Titled, Associations of Physician Burnout with Career Engagement and Quality of Patient Care, a Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis out of the BMJ. Burnout, it's bad for you. It's quite apparent. It comes in three parts. 
emotional exhaustion, depersonalization, and reduced sense of personal accomplishment. None of which are things that anybody wants to feel. How does this awfulness translate outwards, though? To the organization, as well as to quality of care. This was a massive systematic review and meta-analysis of 170 studies about burnout, including almost 240,000 physicians. This is a huge study. Factors that were significantly associated with burnout were lower job satisfaction, career choice regret, higher employment turnover, reduced productivity, hampered career development, disturbingly, doubled odds of patient safety incidents, lower professionalism, and lower patient satisfaction. Now, who is it that's actually getting this burnout? Well, there's some signal that it's hospital-based physicians aged 31 to 50, and more specifically, emergency department and ICU physicians. When it comes to patient safety, the association was strongest in physicians 20 to 30 years old and for emergency physicians. Poor professionalism was strongly associated with being in residency, especially if hospital-based or in emergency medicine. Geez, emergency medicine, we're really suffering here. Here we see, though, that burnout doesn't just affect the doctor, it affects safety, quality, and patient satisfaction. It seems like residents and emergency physicians are some of the people who are most at risk. We need to care for ourselves and each other so that we can care for our patients. Put your own mask on before assisting someone else. That's what they always say on all the airplanes. In a spoonful, burnout is bad for everybody. Shocker, I know. But maybe if you didn't have these self-compassion enough before for yourself and your colleagues, then perhaps knowing that it's doing damage to your patients as well could, I don't know, maybe help you out. In a spoonful, burnout is bad for everybody. Shocker. I know. Alright guys, that's it. That's all the articles. Let's do our wrap up. Second, a rate of paralysis awareness as high as 7.4% is enormous. Spread the awareness and give extra attention to your post-intubation sedation to make this a never event. And from the last article, burnout is bad for everyone. Bad for you, bad for me, bad for the system, and even unsafe for your patients. Guys, please take care of yourselves, and if you can, care for someone around you as well. Links to all the articles summarized can be found at journalfeed.org. The newsletter, of course, guys, is the best way to make the podcast into a bite-sized nugget of space repetition. Now, if you're feeling a little bit of FOMO, if you like you're missing out, if you'd like to hear more podcasts, then come over and join us in the members' feed. Our goal here is to provide better patient care through spoon feeding, and so we're trying to help you keep up in the literature one spoonful at a time. Thank you.